Sadie Dog at the end of the couch. I got uh, Wean Dog over on the chair. I'm looking at the cat tree. Cow Cat is on it. I don't know where Larry is. They were fighting just a minute or so ago. So I'm assuming Larry is uh, lurking about somewhere. But uh, how was your day, everybody? How was your day? Was it a good day? I hope it was a good day, everybody. I hope it was. Why? Because today is Monday, November 21st, 2020 dose. I hope it was a good day. Easy day at work, easy day at school, easy day doing whatever. It's probably a short week for a lot of you. You probably got Thursday, Friday off. I hope you do. I hope you do. Ah, <laughs> uh, boy. If you uh, are new to the podcast and you don't know who I am, uh, I am Stu McAllister, the host and MC of this Radio Shack tape recorder podcast. I was a comedian for a while, a social worker for a while, and now I just make awful life decisions. And a good portion of this podcast is just me talking about my poor life decisions. <laughs> and hopefully you find it funny. This podcast should be considered uh, comedic, in value, hopefully, are you going to laugh at uh, the shit that happens? Mm, probably not. <laughs> are you going to laugh at me? Possibly. But uh, but there you go. That's the podcast. I don't know how you stumbled upon it, but I'm glad you did. I'm glad you're here. Uh, revel in the awful things that happened to me. Uh, well, for, God, I got there are things I got to talk about before I forget. I wanted to talk about this a while ago. I do a lot of things with the mail. I mail things. I have a Macari store. I'm constantly mailing items that I've sold to people. I bought, I've bought a whole bunch of uh, football cards from people. A lot of coming and going. A lot of commerce is happening in this household, right? So a lot of shit's happening with the mail. And uh, lately I've had some problems with uh, mail coming to me and I owe postage. It's one of those things where people have mailed me stuff and they didn't put enough postage on. And I also, I have mailed shit and uh, somehow also did not put enough postage on stuff. So it, it gets sent back to me. And I, I, I find it weird that in instances like that, both ways where I've mailed something that didn't have enough, and someone else mailed something that didn't have enough. And they all come back to me. Right? I'm like going, why Why doesn't this shit move on? Like if I mail this, why doesn't it move on to the, the receiver? And they are like, oh, you owe 35 cents or whatever. Why is it coming back to me? 
So I asked the lady at the post office uh, last week, I just said, hey, I got a question for you. I've had this happen in both instances where shit's been returned to me where I didn't put enough postage on and someone mailed something to me and didn't have enough postage. And I said, I'm perfectly fine paying the postage. All right, I don't, I don't have any problem with it. I just don't understand how it's happening both ways, right? There's zero consistency. And she said, the lady at the post office, the post office lady, the postal carrier, whatever you want to call her, she said, and I'm trying to remember the exact word, I believe the word she used was ornery. <laughs> what a weird word to use, ornery. But she said you might get a clerk that's feeling a little ornery and uh, they're the ones who make the call. So it could be a clerk on one end going, eh, whatever, and there you go. Or it could be a clerk on the other end going, oh, you fuck. <laughs> and somehow I have been uh, the bastard who has received it on both ends. I, I don't know why. Again, I don't matter. It's one of those things where I just, for me, when I'm getting shit from somebody, because if it was me who mailed something and I owe money, they'll just put it in my box and they'll be like, you owe 80 cents or whatever. I'm like, okay. But when someone else mails it to me, they actually have it at a specific post office building, which is not necessarily in the nicest part of town. And I know I got to go there to go get it. It's just a hassle. But I'm glad that the lady cleared it up for me. She cleared it up like mud. Because <laughs> I still, it's just, uh, it's an individual person thing. And that just kind of bothers me that it's an individual person thing. Someone who's just having a bad day, they're feeling a little ornery. Ornery! <laughs> so there we go. I blocked a whole bunch of people on Twitter. I It seemingly... More and more people are leaving Twitter. And I'm going to tell you, Twitter is my favorite social media platform. It just is. I like it. Is there a lot of shit on it? Yeah. Is there a lot of shit on Facebook? Yeah. Is there a lot of shit on Instagram? Yeah. You know how you control it? Block. <laughs> Block a motherfucker. And yesterday, a, uh, a guy that I follow, a guy that I like, he made a comment about some Twitter profile. And the Twitter profile is just this ornery parody site, right? Like, it's got a dumb name and it's clearly a fake profile pic. And it just says dumb shit. And, you know, it's just kind of like mocking things. And I get it. Do I like it? No, that's why I blocked it. I don't ever want to see it. The, th the account's got like over 100,000 followers for whatever reason. They follow like six people. I'm not here for it. You're not a real human. You say dumb shit. I don't need you in my timeline. You're gone. You're gone. So uh, I said to the guy, I was like, I think because the, it had something to do with the World Cup, and I'm going to be talking about the World Cup here in a hot second. But it, uh, it had something to do with the World Cup, and the guy was like, my friend was like, he wasn't here for it or whatever. And I was like, oh, man, I think it's just like a parody account. And I said, uh, regardless, 
I, I, uh, that's why I blocked it. And because this guy, the one that I blocked has got like, uh, you know, thousands of followers. I had a lot of people come at me for blocking him. They're like, Oh, you're so, what are you? Some kind of tough guy or whatever. It's so brave of you to block him. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. And then one guy called me a genius because I used the wrong word. I, I said regardless, and I should have said irregardless. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. You don't have to be a fucking dick fuck about it, you fuck face. So I just am blocking all these people left and right. And I find it very funny when people who use fake names and fake profile pictures and they're saying whatever uh, have to come to an aid of another profile that's using a fake name, a fake profile picture. It's all dumb. And you know what? You know how how easy it was for me to block these people? Super easy. <laughs> I didn't know who you were 10 seconds ago and you got some dumb comment for me. Block. <laughs> right? Why are you mad? Why? That guy shouldn't be mad. He's not, I am not his audience. I don't care. I don't want to see the shit in my timeline. You're an asshole, buddy. I tell it to your face. Fuck you and fuck your mom. You hide behind shit. You're a cocksucking motherfucker. <laughs> so, weird, right? I still love Twitter. It's still my favorite. I'm not going to lie. It's still my favorite. Uh, so yesterday... Uh, the Buffalo Bills played the Cleveland Browns in Detroit. As I mentioned yesterday on the Patreon, which you all should subscribe to, <laughs> five bucks a month, that's it. Keep Help keep me out of debt. <laughs> help me pay my bills. As I mentioned on the podcast yesterday, it's three fucking Rust Belt shithole towns seemingly all converged together. You can't, like, hey, I've been to all three cities, and they're all fine. But uh, if you were to ask people about the three cities, they'd be like, oh, yeah, shithole. Detroit, murder capital. Cleveland, mistake on the lake. Buffalo, just shit tons of snow, <laughs> right? And, and people wouldn't be wrong, but there you go. So the Bills won. They covered the spread. The spread was seven and a half points. That fucking half point. But the, the Bills won by eight. They actually were up by 15 late in the fourth. And the uh, Browns scored a garbage touchdown. Whatever. So they won. So uh, longtime listeners know I like making bets, right? And I really, I know a Browns fan, but I didn't even make a bet with him. I didn't even think about it because the guy... I like the guy enough, but he's he's aggravating at times about football. Like, he'll just send me shit about the Bills, like how the Bills suck or whatever this or that. And I'm always like, why? Why are you sending this to me? I don't send you shit about the Browns. I don't send you shit about how the Browns were the first team that ever lost every single game in a season. I don't send you shit about how the Browns fucking up and moved away to fucking Baltimore. I don't uh, message you shit about how you guys fucking traded away essentially your fucking future for a quarterback 
who was a goddamn sex offender. I don't fucking remind you any of that shit. <laughs> right? I don't. So it didn't even occur to me to fucking make a bet with him. But I had another guy. He was like, oh, I will make a bet on the Browns. And I was like, I didn't know you were a Browns fan. He's like, ah, I'm a Steelers fan. And I'm like, well, that ship's fast. And he's like, ah, I'll just bet on it. I'm like, okay, what do you want the bet to be? And he's like, okay, uh, if, if, well, he didn't also, he did not understand the point of the spread. He wanted to bet the over-under. And I'm like, in my brain, that's a dumb bet. You got to bet the actual score. And I said, the spread is what one team is definitely better than another. And so they will give the team that's the underdog points. And so that was the seven and a half points. I kind of described it in terms of bowling, a handicap in bowling to even things out. And he's like, all right, seven and a half points. So I was like, if the Bills cover the seven and a half points, what are you going to do? He's like, I'll buzz my hair. I'm like, okay, you're going to cut off your hair? All right. Uh, I'm not going to lie, everybody. I find that kind of weak. And I think I find it like a weak bet because I've shaved my head several occasions, right? It's no longer a thing for me. I'm not afraid of shaving my head, right? I'm, so I'm like, okay. I was like, well, what do you want me to do if the bills don't? He's like, I want you to wear a chicken costume and get a picture with Santa. And I'm like, what? In my brain, I'm like, that's really fucking specific, dude. Have you been thinking about this for a while? Like, that's a lot. So I actually did look around everybody, and I tried to find a chicken costume. I couldn't. And I didn't really want to order one through Amazon or whatever and spend 20 30 bucks on it. I'd rather just bet you that money, right? So I said, hey, man, I couldn't find a chicken costume, but I have a panda costume. And I do, everybody. I have a panda costume for whatever fucking reason. He's like, all right, that's good enough for me. I'm like, great. So the Bills won. And here, I'm going to tell you guys this, everybody. This is his level investment in the game because he had none. <laughs> he messed The game was at one. The game was over at like, I don't know, four o'clock approximately, whatever. He messages me at like 4.30. And he's like, hey, who won? <laughs> like, in my brain, I'm like, going, okay, so clearly you didn't even watch the game, so your investment was none. And I'm also like, you can look online anywhere. I'm assuming you have a smartphone. Uh, you can Google that shit or use an app. I have Yahoo Sports, so uh, I can see the score for any fucking, any, almost every sporting event. I can find out shit. So I was like, well, you lost, dude. The Bills won by eight points. You got to shave your head, motherfucker. I'm like, yeah. And he's like, ah, bummer. Okay. He's like, I'm going to have to make an appointment and get my hair done. And in my brain, I'm like, make an appointment? Like, what? Like, you're shaving your head. I was like, just go to Walmart and buy some clippers. You can buy clippers for like 20 bucks. And you'll have them forever. I mean, that's what I have. I have clippers, and I shave my fucking head. I'm like, and then you you can have them forever. You give yourself a haircut forever. But he was like, oh, I, well, I got a buddy who's got clippers, and he'll come over and do it. And I'm like, okay. I was like, send before and after pictures. 
I just want to see it. He's like, okay. He's like, oh, I might make a video of it too. I'm going to tell you guys this. He did not make a video. Okay. Which I'm like, okay, I don't need a video. I'm just like before and ever. So he sent me the before picture and he's kind of got like shaggy hair, right? He's a young kid. He's probably early 20s and uh, he's got shaggy hair. It, you know, it just kind of reminds me sort of like the Beatles with their mop top, right? He's just got hair like that. And I'm like, all right, shave your head, motherfucker. Then when I wake up this morning or whatever, um, he sends me the after picture. And uh, the kid's name is Matt. And Matt, I don't know if you're listening to this podcast or not. I'm going to say this out loud to everybody. I'm incredibly disappointed by what he did. Because he did not shave his head. He just got a haircut. <laughs> he just, he had, like I said, kind of like a longer hair. But it wasn't like he's going to donate the hair to Locks of Love. It isn't like this guy's been growing his hair for like 10 years and it's down past his ass or anything. He's just got like shaggy hair. And the dude who cut his hair just cut it short. It wasn't even like a fucking marine haircut. It sure as fuck was. He wasn't bald. Then that's what I was expecting. Uh, what I got was like, oh, you made a bet where you were just like, yeah, hey, uh, if the Bills lose, I'm going to get a haircut. <laughs> what? You're expecting me to fucking dress up in a costume and get a picture with Santa and you are just going to get a fucking haircut? No! Are you kidding me? So I'm not going to lie. I sent the before and after picture to people because I'm like, hey, what, are you, what do you make of this shit? And the majority of the people were all like, yeah, he looks better now with the haircut. That's not how the bet should be. The bet is supposed to be like a humiliation bet. It isn't one of these like, oh, don't throw me in the briar patch. It should be, ah, fuck, I got to shave my head. I'm going to look like a doof. That's what the bet is. And I kind of said it to him. And I was like, hey, man, I was expecting you to cut your hair bald. And he's like, oh, my fiance would be pissed. I'm like, well, then don't make these fucking bets. If you don't want to fucking follow through on it, then don't fucking make these bets. It's kind of like, oh, man, uh, if the Bills lose, I'll shave my beard. And then I just trim it. Yeah, I shaved my beard. No, you didn't do shit. So, Matt, if you're listening, I'm incredibly disappointed. And I'll never make a bet with you again. Ever. Ever. Fuck the Browns. <laughs> oh. It's a bummer. Uh, I mean, the Bills did win, so that was good. So, I, uh, I get home from the game I do the podcast the podcast and uh I think I watch a little bit of television and then I go to bed relatively early I went to bed at like 10 I gotta be up at 5 you know I try to get you know at least 7 hours of sleep I try right I'm a guy I legitimately I probably I prefer closer to 8 but whatever you get what you get right I go to bed and uh, you guys know I, I got my two dogs, and they'll they'll sleep on the bed with me, and uh, I'm fine with it. And uh, I got them in the bed. We go to bed. We go to sleep. They actually they like getting under the cover. Say the dog doesn't normally, but she's been doing it lately, which is kind of weird. 
But at some point during the night, about 12.30, Sadie Dog, I just hear her go, Bleh. and uh, thank God, everybody, she at some point had crawled out from underneath the bed, uh, the sheets, the blankets, and she was on top of the blankets, and she just fucking uh, exorcist projectile vomited. Bleh. Like, you know how dogs, like, I don't know if you got dogs, you probably do. They got that whole, like, pre-vomit thing. They're all like, and they're all, you know, their fucking bodies, like, undulating. Right? And so, like, you know, so you can try and grab them to get them to at least, like, where there's linoleum or tile or something easier to clean. Nope, not with my dogs. It's just like, oh, I got to throw up right now. Blah. Blah. And so I, I, clearly I wake up because the, the noise is atrocious, right? It's awful. Whenever, whenever you hear a dog or a cat puke, it's like, ah, oh God, what the fuck? So I wake up and I'm like, oh shit, where is it? So I turn on the light and the dog had, like she puked. So it's on my bed. But she managed to, like, puke on herself because she was lying there and she puked on her front paws as well. And there, there's this big pancake-sized puddle of puke. <laughs> Gross, right? And it reeks of death, right? I'm like, ah, oh, fuck you. God damn it, right? So I... uh I go into the bathroom and I get some cleaner and I got some paper towels and she has not moved. So she's still like lying in the puddle of puke. Right. And I'm like, all right, I got to move her to get the puke. And then she's got puke on her. I need to clean the puke off of her. And she hadn't moved. So I just am trying to pick her up. And as I'm trying to pick her up, she's like, nope. And she's, running away from me and as she's running away from me she's fucking tracking puke all over my room <laughs> i'm like you know 12 30 at night too i'm just i'm half asleep or half awake whatever there's puke everywhere it smells like death the dog's running away i'm like you fucking fuck <laughs> so i get her and I clean off the puke on her. And then I clean up the puke that's on the bedspread. And then I she'd put she'd gotten puke on the sheets. So now I gotta take the, the bedspread and I gotta take the sheets and I take it downstairs and I put it in the wash and I gotta put a new bedspread on the bed. And I threw her and Wean Dog in the cage. Because I'm like, I don't know if you're going to puke again, but I'm not here for it. So I threw her in the cage. <laughs> and I'm dealing with that nonsense at 1230 at night. Cry right? So I took both her and Wean Dog with me to work. I can do it, everybody. It's not a big deal. Because I wanted just to kind of keep an eye on her. And she was fine. No problems. She's eating fine. She's drinking fine. She didn't seem out of sorts. I mean, she's getting to be crazy old lady, right? Crazy old lady. Hey, 
Crazy old lady. I'm touching you. Oh, I think she's dead. <laughs> so, yeah, good times, everybody. Good times. Good times with dog puke. Like, what do you do, too? Like, when your dog pukes, right? Like, what do you... Do, I mean, are you are you looking at the puke? I mean, should I have looked at it more? I mean, it was like a tannish color and it was chunky. <laughs> All puke's relatively chunky, right? Unless you're, uh, unless you've been drinking, and then it can be super watery. Watery fucking vomit's the worst, I think, though. You need to puke and just have it be chunky. <laughs> hey, what do you prefer more? Do you prefer chunky puke or creamy puke? <laughs> oh, man, you gotta go chunky puke. Everybody loves a chunky puke. Maybe I'm wrong. I'm probably wrong. I'm definitely wrong. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay, all right. So, um, I'm not a huge soccer fan. I really couldn't give two shits about it. Uh, I don't care about European leagues. I don't care about the uh, American Soccer League. What is it? Major Soccer League or something. I don't care. You know, soccer's fun to play. I don't particularly like watching it, really, but whatever. I'm, I know I'm in the minority. I get it. Everybody loves it. I don't care. It's not for me. But today was the first day of a World Cup action. And I know a lot of you are like, Stu, it's November. Why are they playing World Cup now? Well, you see, it's because there's, there's this country called Qatar. It's Q-A-T-A-R, Qatar. Um... The Middle Eastern country, and uh, they got a shit ton of money. And uh, FIFA, which is the uh, organization that kind of runs the World Cup and soccer in general, uh, is incredibly corrupt <laughs> and uh, gladly accepts bribes. And Qatar said, Hey, we will give you X amount of dollars if you bring the World Cup here, it, it will provide a certain level of legitimacy to our country, even though we are fucking horrific with human rights violations. Uh, we like murdering people. Uh, we don't like gay rights. We don't like women to have any kind of rights. Uh, we don't like anybody different than us. But uh, come here and do the World Cup. It'll be great. Here's $80 billion or whatever, right? I'm sure this is the kind of place Qatar has a like a king would be my guess right just filthy rich fucks and by filthy rich i mean they're filthy and they're rich so uh i kind of the whole thing clearly bothers me right because do you want to support a country with these horrific human rights violations and the answer should clearly be no they don't like gay marriage. They don't like gay people. I mean, you can be murdered. They're also a place where, like, a couple days ago, they're like, yeah, alcohol cannot be served at the World Cup. And you're like, what? What are all these English people and German people and all these other people that love to drink booze and watch soccer? What the fuck are they going to do? They're going to murder people. They're going to murder motherfuckers if they can't get a pint. So just another reason to hate Qatar. 
but it bothers me because, uh, you know, I don't necessarily have a problem with people who would be considered woke, right? Because for the most part, I'm in agreement with woke people. I'm in agreement with, yeah, things should be better. Hear this and that, whatever, right? Yeah, rights for everybody, right? I'm all about it. Let's not sweep horseshit under the rug. But I feel like this is getting swept under the rug, <laughs> right? It should never have happened. Qatar should never have the World Cup, and that's why they're playing it too, because normally it would be played in the summer. But Qatar, it's like 140 degrees in the summer. You can't have a soccer game at 140 degree temperatures. It'd be insane. So that's why it's happening in November when it's a nice, uh, nice chilly 90 degrees. <laughs> so uh, I'm like, should people watch this? Should they actively participate in it? And uh, if you're truly woke, the answer's no. But I'm finding a lot of the people that I know would be considered woke are well, like, well, it's the World Cup. I got to cheer on America and what other fucking other team I might have adopted. And I'm just like, hmm, that's weird. And maybe it's easy for me because I don't give a fuck about soccer. I don't give a shit. I could care less if America wins, America loses, who cares? It doesn't matter. America apparently... Uh, since I was a little child, 40-plus years ago, soccer is going to become the next big thing. And you know what? It never has. It probably never will. I don't know. We're Americans, for whatever reason, we're just not that good at soccer. Even though we've been doing it 40-plus years because it was happening. It was a big thing when I was a kid. We just can't seem to keep up with these other fucking countries. So... Have you guys watched any of it? I don't know how to watch it. I think it's on Fox. So I don't know if it's on regular broadcast Fox or Fox Cable or Fox News or whatever. America had their first uh, match today playing the uh, country of Wales. And they tied. They tied one to one. So that tells you a lot right there. America tied with Wales. There's probably more people living in the city of Grand Rapids where I live than live in Wales. Can you name the largest city in Wales? You can't, because you don't know it. I don't know it. You don't know it. Nobody knows it. Nobody. <laughs> but we tied them. That's gross. So we'll, we'll continue to see what happens, right? We'll, we'll continue to see. There have been problems with the two. There, like I said, there were some problems already with like the beer shit. That's got to piss off people. But then they, their whole like app situation for tickets crashed. So like people who would like download their tickets to their phones or use the app to get phone, their, their tickets crashed. Now I had a little bit of an issue yesterday with the tickets getting into the Lions game and I was able to figure out, thank God, that was that's more of a stew issue than an actual system issue. And trust me, I always have issues with apps and technology. We don't go very well together, me and these apps, but I got it worked out. But these people were trying to get in to watch the game. Uh, tickets were disappearing on the FIFA app. 
Uh, many Americans were unable to attend the team's opening match against Wales as a result. Yikes. You're paying a lot of money, these people did. I'm assuming just to even, like, get there and stay there. Like, right? It wasn't like you can get on JetBlue and fly to Qatar. <laughs> I can only imagine the horrific flight that would be, flying on JetBlue. Jet, everybody gets blown. FIFA released a statement about the technology issue. Some spectators are currently experiencing an issue with accessing their tickets via the FIFA ticketing app. FIFA is working on solving the issue. In the meantime, fans who are not able to access their mobile tickets should check the email accounts they use to register with the ticketing app for further instructions. I'm like, they should all be like, hey, uh, everybody's getting free tickets. Free fucking tickets to the next game because we suck balls. Fans with issues were instructed to go to the Doha Exhibition and Convention Center to resolve problems. Although 500 people were lined up outside the building. Yikes. English fans also experienced ticketing problems ahead of their uh, 8 in the morning match against Iran. They won that game 3-2. to They could beat the shit out of those fucking losers. Organizers at the Qatar World Cup have faced significant criticism from the ongoing construction at the tournament sites to the last-minute decision to ban alcohol sales at stadiums. That's the thing, too. They've talked about how, like, Qatar wasn't, like, they did not have the infrastructure to hold all these games. They're just like, hey, we're rich fucks, and we'll make shit happen. And apparently, I keep hearing podcasts talking about how Thousands of people have died making these massive stadiums for soccer. And stuff like that, like, basically I've heard this in conjunction with the Olympics. Like, whatever city might have the Olympics coming. Like, Atlanta had the Summer Olympics in 96 or whatever. And L.A. had the Olympics in whatever fucking year it was, right? And you got to have a certain amount of stadiums for events, field and track, whatever. And, um... Oftentimes, they'll build these arenas or stadiums and then they don't get used like after the Olympics are gone because they they don't have, there's not a need or demand for it. And you're like, ah, oh, fuck, what a waste of time. Players were also prevented from wearing One Love armbands during protest, or sorry, during games to protest Qatar's treatment of LGBTQ individuals. They were all going to wear these like, you know, they... When someone dies, people wear like a black armband. They were uh, going to wear like, as I mentioned, a one love armband that kind of had like rainbow colors on it to kind of show support for LGBTQ. And FIFA has said if any of the players do that, they will be issued a yellow card. Which you're like, fuck you, a yellow card. Lick my dick, suck my balls. Take, Give me that yellow card, you cunts. Apparently, if you get two yellow cards, you, you're uh, banned from the following game, I guess, or whatever. So a lot of the players are like, yeah, we can't afford to do that because if we get another yellow card, we're fucked. So all of the players that were going to do it are now not doing it because they're fearful of missing matches because it means so much to them. And that's why FIFA should be held accountable for their decision to have it in this fucking third world shithole shitbag country. It should never be held there. 
And I almost feel like some countries should have boycotted. They boycotted the goddamn Olympics. Russians have boycotted the Olympics in the States. The States have boycotted the Olympics in Russia. Why would we not boycott the fucking goddamn World Cup? As an American, I can say we have zero chance of winning anyway. Let's boycott that bitch. I don't think there's any going to be any American boys going, Oh, I really wanted to see America play in the World Cup in Qatar. I mean, there probably is someone out there like that. Thank God I don't know who they are. <laughs> Get your shit together, Qatar. Get your shit together, FIFA. FIFA. What? I don't even know what FIFA stands for. Fucking imbeciles and fucking assholes. Is that what it is? <laughs> That's what it is. FIFA. Fucking imbeciles. Fucking assholes. <laughs> ah, Christ. Christ out of cracker. All right, good news. How about this? Good news. Now, they don't have any of these places near me. Maybe they have some near you. Uh, I've talked about them before. This company, I think they, they, they seemingly do good things. I don't know. The company can be fucking based out of Qatar, but what do I know? Sheets, the gas station, uh, which I know is like Atlantic side, Eastern border. Like I know it's in Pennsylvania. I think Pennsylvania is the only state I've seen it in. It might be in, like, Maryland and Virginia and shit like that. But uh, they're doing something kind of cool. They're offering the their unleaded 88 gasoline for $1.99 a gallon at the 368 of its gas stations across the Mid-Atlantic beginning Monday the 28th. So next Monday, a week from today, go to Sheets and get some cheap-ass gas. We hope this price reduction provides much-needed relief at the pump for our customers as they travel for the Thanksgiving holiday, Sheets CEO Travis Sheets said in a news release. So Sheets is the fucking family name? Sheets? Hmm. The fuel blend, also known as E15, can be used on most passenger vehicle models year uh, 2001 and newer. Unleaded 88 is a blend of 15% ethanol and 85% gasoline, according to the EPA, which she says is 5% more ethanol than unleaded 87. So there we go, everybody. Go to Sheets. Sheets is one of the major providers of unleaded 88. Experts say that the fuel gets slightly lower gas mileage than regular fuel, but gives off fewer gas emissions. The convenience store and gas uh, chain is also offering offering extra points on its reward app to those who use promo code FUELUP88 during the promotion. The points can be applied for future gasoline discounts. So again, if any of you live in the fucking, at least I know, Pennsylvania area and can take advantage of it, you should fucking do it. Why not? It's some cheap gas. I don't know if I've ever used unleaded 88. I don't think I have. It'd probably fuck up my car. My lovely 2009 Ford Focus. <laughs> that I have a uh, defroster in the back now. I bought a uh, 
portable defroster that you plug into your cigarette lighter because my back defroster is broken. And I'm like, ah, oh, God, it's winter. I kind of fucking need this. So uh, I don't mean to brag. It also turns into a flashlight. <laughs> Christ. So go check out Sheets. All right. This might be the last story. And I saw the story and I was like, what? Longtime listeners know I'm big into like sports shit. I sell a lot of sports shit on my Macari jerseys, hats, footballs, you know, some shit's autographed, whatever. And I've been collecting a lot of football cards, which has always been a lot of fun for me. Just kind of reliving memories, that kind of stuff. It's been good. Uh, and every once in a while I get some like weird memorabilia, right? Shit just kind of falls into my lap, which is always nice. But this has never fallen into my lap. This would be fucking amazing. Because it's around a New York Yankee and also one of the best New York Yankees, Mickey Mantle, right? And they're auctioning off a questionnaire that was given to Mickey Mantle. And does it say when the date was? Uh, 1973. Good old Mickey Mantle's talking about getting beeges. Some beegers. When did, all right, now I gotta look up. I gotta, let me look this up real quick, everybody. I just wanna know, like, I think he was done playing by then. I don't think he was still playing in fucking 1973. Mickey, oops, I put Mantle. And Mickey Mantle. All right, there he is. Ah, uh, 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 he died. He's dead now. 
Let's see. He died in 95. Yeah, he, he was done playing by then. He played 51 to 68. So he had a pretty long career. He was a center fielder, right fielder, and first baseman. Mantle was one of the best players and sluggers and is regarded by many as the greatest switch hitter in baseball history. He got into the Hall of Fame in 74. So there you go. He's a goofy looking fuck. God, these athletes were just goofy fucks. I wonder how tall he was. It doesn't, I don't think it's, it doesn't say. All right. But he's getting a blowjob from a lady out there. And then, all right, so the follow-up question they wrote, this event occurred on or about, and he wrote, it was about the third or fourth inning. <laughs> I had pulled a, when he wrote I pulled a what, a groin muscle? It was about the third or fourth inning. I had a pulled groin and couldn't fuck at the time. <laughs> she was a very nice girl and asked me what to do with the cum after I came in her mouth. I said, don't ask me. I'm no cocksucker. <laughs> so now I got more questions, Mickey. So what did she do? Is she a spitter or a swallower? Tell me. And how did she ask you this question if she's got the cum in her mouth? What the fuck? Why is he writing this? Is it because he's being an asshole? And he's like, I don't give a fuck about the Yankees. I'm retired. They can lick my dick and suck my balls. I don't give a shit. Because, yeah, how many other players, like, wrote, like, obscene things like this? I'm sure the majority of them were all like, oh, yeah, fucking, uh, the game, I stole a base, whatever. How many of them were talking about getting beegers? But this uh, this questionnaire is up for auction. It's uh, already at $10,000. And the auction runs through December 19th. Uh, uh, uh. Let me see. Does it say where? It doesn't say where. Oh, uh, Leland's auction site is auctioning it off. So if you were interested and you got more than 10 gur, how much do you think that'll go for? You think that'll get over 20? I imagine someone is just like some rich Yankee fan is going to want this really weird questionnaire signed by fucking Mickey Mantle. Longtime former Yankee executive Marty Apel confirmed the questionnaire's authenticity, but not necessarily the event in question. I was the Yankees' assistant PR director then with Bob Fischel, my boss, Apple told Leland's. We wrote to many ex-Yankees for a 1973 50th anniversary yearbook featuring a greatest memory. That is my handwriting on Dear Mickey and Bob Fischel. Mick's response is indeed his, in his handwriting, but it was meant to shock the very straight-laced Bob Fischel on whom he was always playing practical jokes. The item is authentic, but the intent was body humor, not depiction of a real event. I called Mick when I received it and said, we're going with the Barney Schultz home run in 1964. And he laughed and said, of course. I held the letter for decades, never showed Bob Fischel, finally gave it to Barry Holper, and from there it slipped off to the uh, to others over time. Ah, I'm bummed. I'm bummed that it's not a real fucking story. They were just fucking with the guy. So I was right in the aspect of they were fucking with the guy, but I was really hopeful that the story would be real. I'd love to hear that Mickey Mantle's getting beegers in the, underneath the bleachers. 
fucking Mick. All right, everybody, that's it. That's the podcast. That's the fucking podcast for today. Thank you guys for listening. You do. You listen. I don't know why, but you do. I appreciate it. If you guys can do me a solid, though, do a couple things. If you could like the Facebook page, that'd be great. If you could like the Twitter page, that'd be great. If you could check out my Macari store and check out my T Public store, that'd be great. The uh, Macari store, I sell a lot of sports shit. I sold two things yesterday. It was great. Good day for me. Christmas is coming. So uh, if you can't find the link to those places, let me know and I'll send you the link. And then if you guys can uh, do the whole rate, review, subscribe on the freebie, that'd be great. If you don't, I 100% get it. But if you can, that'd be solid. Appreciate that. And then if you can check out these five things, that would be wonderful too. The Sunday Slaw, that's Adam and Stephanie House, a married couple. They eat a shit ton of coleslaw. And they got a Facebook page to show you all the coleslaw they eat. And Adam actually... He did a little bet with me on the Browns game, too. So he uh, he lost as well. So he chugged a bottle of blue cheese. Did he fake it? No, he did it. He followed through on the bet, and it was great. He's got it up on the Sunday Slot page, so go check it out. I, felt, I watched it, and I felt like he was going to die. So go check out the Sunday Slot on Facebook. While you're there, go check out Magic JBM. That's John Badass Midgley. He's got a page for his magic stuff. Go check that out. His grandfather recently passed away. That's always a bummer to hear. So, uh, sorry to hear that, John. It's no good. But, uh, so if you could do him a solid and just go like the page, John Badass Midgley. Magic J-B-M. Do that. Check out Bear Boards and Tables over on Instagram. That's Bear Like a Grizzly. Check them out. Mark makes a lot of cool things out of wood, keychains, cutting boards, knickknacks, tables, whatever. He's got a lot of stuff on his Macari store. Give it a look-see. Find something. Buy it. If you don't see something you like, uh, ask him if he'll do something custom for you. He probably will. So go check out Bear Boards and Tables over on Instagram. Check out uh, Extra Levels Gaming over on Facebook and their website, extralevelsgaming.com. It is a retro video game store out of Holt, Michigan, a little suburb of Lansing. So if you live in that area, go check them out, buy some old video games, or just go to their website and buy some old video games there. Relive your glory days of playing uh, Pac-Man or Frogger or shit like that. ExtraLevelsGaming.com And then uh, check out, last but not least, Matt Harper Art. Matt disappointed me. He deleted his Twitter account. That fuck. He's like, TikTok is the future. And I'm like, well, I am not the future. I am not going over there. But go check out his uh, site on TikTok and Instagram, Matt Harper Art. He's got a uh, Etsy store, Barefoot Gnome, where he makes all these clay gnomes and he's got them for sale. So go check him out, Matt Harper Art, Barefoot Gnome. It's Matt with two T's. The extra T is for titties. So do all those things for me if you could. Consider subscribing to the Patreon. It is a uh, paywall service. For five bucks a month, you get a lot more podcasts, way more podcasts. Freebies are Mondays and Thursdays. The Patreon is pretty much every other day of the week. I do miss some. It just kind of happens. I always apologize, uh, but some things you just can't avoid. So that's it. So I am done. I will see you tomorrow for a Patreon, or I will see you on Thursday for the freebie.
Thanks, guys. You're the greatest of all time. I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye.